This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Nothing but positive energy going forward. We're going with you until 2 o'clock, leading you right into Jets pregame with Dan Grassa and Greg Buttle. But until then, it's three hours of fun. At the top of the 1 o'clock hour, we'll get former New York Giant Jay Bromley to join us to preview the Week 17 slate. But until then, it's you and me. Hit us up on the phones, 800-919-3776, on Twitter and Instagram, at Ty D. Butler. And whoa, what a day we have for you. We start at MetLife Stadium with the Giants. And it's pretty simple, right? Win and get in. It'll be the first time the Giants made the playoffs since 2016, just their second playoff appearance since 2011. And it is uncharted territory for Daniel Jones. Same for Saquon Barkley. Biggest games they've ever played in, and it's against a Colts team that we know is dreadful. So the Giants should roll in this one. I'm expecting a big-time performance, and it will be the culmination of what has been an excellent inaugural season for the head coach, Brian Dable, who is going to win the Coach of the Year award. But more importantly, to get this team into the playoffs for the first time in six years when really no one expected it, that is a high-praise needed to be aimed in the direction of Brian Dable. So looking forward to talking to the Giant fans who are excited today at 800-919-3776. Ty D. Butler on Twitter. Giants just favored favored for the fifth time this season. That's it. They've only been favored five times this season. The spread is five and a half today. So Vegas thinks that even though the Giants, who customarily play close games, this one really won't be in question. Because as I mentioned, the Colts, five straight losses. The Jeff Saturday experiment is not going well at all. And this is a team that is just begging to be blown out. So the Giants should do that today. And if you're at MetLife Stadium, what an exciting time this is. What an exciting time. Because all we did the last couple of years was talk about how dreadful this football team was. We were so accustomed to seeing the Giants be a winning organization. They just kept hiring the wrong head coaches. Didn't really have any kind of faith that Daniel Jones could ultimately become the franchise quarterback. And all he's done this year is shown that, yeah, I should be back under center in 2023. Saquon, breakout season for him. Giants defense has performed well. It looks like they'll get Xavier, Xavier McKinney uh, back in the mix today. So it should be a celebration at MetLife Stadium. And look, you... I get everyone's going to say any given Sunday. I actually have one of my boys, I'm, uh, you know, I was texting. He's a Giant fan. He said, the Giants never make it easy. I'm like, why are you so nervous about this game? The Colts stink. They might be the worst team in football. He's like, the Giants, they never make it easy. They never make it easy. But this is, this is one that you, you have to take care of business because you don't want to play with fire. You lose this game. It looks like Jalen Hurts is not going to play for the Eagles today meaning Gardner Minshew is going to get that start, and the Eagles are still playing for something. They can knock up, lock up the number one seed in the NFC. They, they just got to get one more win. So if they lose this game today, it looks like Jalen Hurts will be back next week in Week 18, and that game's against the Giants. And, and if you're a Giant fan, just to go from the elation of what it's going to feel like at 1 o'clock today at MetLife, when you're going up against the Colts with a chance to, to clinch a playoff berth, 
you lose this game, that is immediately going to disappear when you're staring at a Week 18 showdown with the Eagles who might still have something to play for with their starting quarterback returning. So this is this is not a game you want to mess around with. you got to take care of business, and I think the Giants should roll in this one. I'm looking forward to it. Giant fans, hit us up. 800-919-3776. Wow, what a season it has been for this football team. What a season it's been. And I think if you play the way that you did last week against the Vikings, you should win this pretty easily. The The Giants were neck and neck with the number two seed in the NFC. If they put together that same performance, you should have really no trepidation about what lies ahead for this football team today. Ty D. Butler on Twitter. Uh <laughs> There's another game happening today, and it has me nervous, I'll be honest, and that's the Jets in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And I wonder which Jets team which Jets team is going to show up. Is it going to be the new and improved version under Robert Sala, who started keeping receipts because he heard all the folks talking negatively about this team? Is that team going to show up, or is it going to be the same old Jets? Because I'll tell you one thing. The same old Jets lose this game today against a Seahawks team that comes in losers of five of their last six games. The Seahawks started the year good. It was a fun story with Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, maybe the coach of the year. But this team lately has stunk it up. This, This team has been a joke. With their lone win in that six-game stretch coming against the Rams. So the Jets favorite today. But if if we are to believe that same old Jets still exist, uh, that, that that's going to come to fruition today. Could you imagine Geno Smith, the Jets out of the playoffs? I've been having nightmares all week thinking about that. I, I just I, I don't I don't want to live in a world where we start the year. And I, I said at the top of the show, I'm wishing nothing but prosperity and love and all kinds of positivity for everyone. It is possible that we can start the year as Jet fans getting knocked out of the playoffs by Geno Smith in Seattle, a game that the Jets should win. And say what you want about how good you think the Jets are. Are they the team that started 7-4? and four? Or is this the team that's lost four straight games, maybe somewhere in the middle? They're a better team than the Seahawks. They're much better. And now you have Mike White, who you feel best about under center today. So this is, this is a game that you, you obviously have to win to keep your playoff hopes alive. And you and by, by the way, there is a scenario that exists where the Jets can start this game controlling their own destiny. Because that Dolphins-Pats game is a 1 o'clock start. So if the Dolphins beat New England, the Jets start their game controlling their own destiny, just needing to win out, beating Seattle today, and then going to Miami and winning that game next week. So you just got to hope that New England slips up these next two games. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be starting for Miami as Tua is in concussion protocol again. But for the Jets, I... I <laughs> This is a huge game for both Robert Sala and Joe Douglas just because of what the narrative is going to be if they lose this game and if they miss the playoffs. Because I I just don't imagine that uh, this team can go from 7-4 and 
to six straight losses you would be staring at. You lose this game, you're probably going to lose next week. That would be six straight losses to end the season. So all of that, you know, positive juice you corralled to begin the year feels like it vanished in a season where you learned that the guy you drafted number two overall in Zach Wilson was a certified bust. It's just a different feeling. So I, I actually had a Jet fan tell me, you know, just last week, that he's he's out. He's done. He just wants them to miss the playoffs so they can get the be- the better draft pick. So coming up next, I'll explain why that that's just a terrible take to have. That, that if you are a Jet fan who, who's rooting for them to, to miss the playoffs because you don't want you, know, you you think that there's more value in getting a higher draft pick versus playoff experience. I think that's the wrong opinion, and we'll talk about that coming up next. 800-919-3776. We are just getting started on a fired-up football Sunday. Giants in action with a chance to make the playoffs. Jets in action with a chance to make the playoffs. Whole lot to do, whole lot to talk about. We get the year started off on the right way, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. If you were a Jet fan, uh, like the one that I was talking to this past week, saying that you would rather miss the playoffs in favor of the better draft pick just because you don't feel like this team has a high ceiling. If they do get to the playoffs, they'll have uh, a game at Arrowhead or in Cincinnati or in Buffalo, and you just think they're drawing dead. I think you're crazy to think that. This is a, a young team rife with tremendous talent. That playoff exposure and experience matters. There is tremendous value in ending this streak of 12 straight years without making the postseason. It, it, it creates a, a feeling of re- relevance. It establishes a little bit of a cachet. And by the way, if you are a fan of the head coach Robert Sala and the general manager Joe Douglas, it is you know imperative for them to get this team to the playoffs. To go from 7-4 and four to six straight losses and missing the playoffs, I mean, that's an indictment of the head coach and the general manager, especially when you factor in... You got the answer that you didn't want on Zach Wilson, and that he, he that's him not being the guy for the future. So I think this is an important game for everyone. And we haven't even gotten to the Mike White factor, you know, as far as his, his contract is concerned. He's, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, so he's playing for a big payday. And I saw Rich Cimini in his column today, uh, quote, if Mike White plays well, Wins the last two games and leads the Jets to the playoffs. He could command a contract in the neighborhood of two years, thirty million, including twenty million guaranteed. So there's a lot of money to be cashed in if he gets this team to the playoffs. And I think that just overall, from the organization standpoint, you can't go with this regime two straight years postseason DNPs, miss the miss on the quarterback, and enter year three and not be on the hot seat. And, and I love what Joe Douglas has done in the draft. I love what Robert Sala has done this year, but it's in football, like it's hard to go two straight years not making the playoffs, fail on the number two overall pick, and then enter that ensuing season without a pressure on you. So that's why I feel like if 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 you're of that mindset, then then you're absolutely crazy. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Batting leadoff today on the phone lines is Brian and Milburn. What's up, Brian? Happy New Year to you, sir. Hey, how you doing, Ty? Happy New Year. Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Love the energy. Bring it. Yeah, bring it. Well, you know, first of all, you know, I'm a 49 fan first, but I want to see Robert Solid succeed. And I don't think people really know what they're talking about when they say, hey, you know, I don't want my team to make the playoffs. 
because you know he's going to have a bad draft pick. Okay, listen, you want your players to always have the experience of the playoffs. So when they do get to the point and have games next season, whatever season, whatever time it may be, they have, you know, they know how to act in a moment. And another thing I want to say, for did you just hear about the uh, report that, uh, oh, uh, the, the announcer before he's coming, Dre, I'm a blank. She said about uh, Zach Wilson, talking about, oh, we're not going to seek trades or whatever. See, the problem with the Jets, you know, personally, I think, is the owner. He got his hands too much and stuff. I mean, how you could keep Zach Wilson on the team after what you've seen? I think that could be them not having faith that, that they they could get anything for him right now. He doesn't have any value. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I know. Him? So the hope is even if he's not your, your quarterback going forward, you bring him back next year, hope that he just balls out in the preseason. And we know there's always some significant injury that happens where a team desperately needs a quarterback or even a backup situation they trade for. So I think that's that's how they're going to play it. You 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 can't use your asset and t- and and diminish him by saying yeah we don't want him anymore like you you got to find yeah, a way to, My- to associate some level of value with him okay no problem all right appreciate the call brian appreciate the call yeah if if the jets make the playoffs even if they're drawing dead to beat the Bengals, the bills or the chiefs it's still a, a major accomplishment i don't care what happens making the playoffs when Especially this season coming into it, the over under was five and a half wins. You know what that does for the morale of the team and for the, I guess, um, what it does for like Robert Sala and how he's able to command this group, taking them from where they were to getting to the playoffs. Like what it does, what it does for him and his cachet, like that—that's important to me. Mark in New York wants to talk Jets. What's up, Mark? Hey, how you doing? So, you guys keep um, mentioning that you spoke with the Jets fan, saying this is the same old Jets, this and that. This is not the same old Jets. I didn't say that. I don't know how someone Mark, could say wait, that. Wait, Mark, I'll, no, I'll, I'll let you finish. You Hang on, can you bring him down? Bring him down, Mark. I'm gonna let you finish the call, but I, at least quote me correctly. What I said was, which team, it was a question I asked, which team is going to show up? Is it the one that is revamped under Robert Sala that started the season 7-4? and four, Or is it the same old Jets of years past that we know every time they're in a big spot, they melt down and lose this game? It was a question. I didn't, I didn't make a, a, a statement. But go ahead, continue your phone call. It's a, it's a coin toss. It's a coin toss. I'm a Jets fan. My family has season tickets. 1970. I'm wearing my Garrett Wilson jersey right now. I woke up with this. This is the same old Jets. I'm sorry. The last three games that we lost, the last four games we touched Jacksonville, were a total of five points difference. The Vikings game, Barrios would have caught that ball. The momentum would have been different. Also, the Lions, fourth and inches. Our defense could have stepped up. It's not the same old team. I'm a diehard Jet fan. This whole thing about Sailor not being our coach next year has got to stop. Wilson's got to get out. Mike White's leading this team. And you see the difference. And it's just upsetting that people don't have belief. I think this Jet team is better when Sexy Rexy was uh, our amazing head coach. And that was a great defense. But this you team, think the te- is you better. Mean, their you, offense is more explosive. Wait, you think that this team I overall is better than, than, than the team Rex, Rex coached? Let me, ask, let me ask you this. You want to play the Jets 
and Wild Card Weekend if they're in, if you're Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati? Listen, or would listen, you rather Mark. play Miami or New England? <laughs> Mark, I uh, appreciate There's the no phone. Questions. There's no questions. I appreciate the phone call, Mark. So here's the thing. You got a lot of what you just said wrong at the end of the phone call. First of all, the Jets team under Rex Ryan, I don't know, went to back-to-back AFC championship games. Meanwhile, this Jet team isn't even in the playoffs. So, like, let's just hold our horses before we go that far. If you want to say it reminds you of that team or, or that you think that this team may have a higher ceiling just because of the, the talent on this roster and how young it is, and then you, you go out there and get a quarterback who's capable uh, of winning games, then maybe they, they have a higher ceiling. But to right now be declarative and saying that this team is better than the, the, the ones Rex Ryan coach is asinine. And by the way, like it, this idea, if you are the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills, you want no parts of the Jets, stop it. They're 7-8 and eight right now. They're not even in the playoffs. They got to get there first. Maybe we can feel that way two weeks from now based on how the team has performed. But you can't come up here after four straight losses and say, you know, Chiefs fans should be shaking in their boots at the thoughts of playing this Jets team in the playoff. Stop it. Stop it. Appreciate the call, Mark. But, I mean, that that's you don't want to start the year off like that wrong. Hopefully the rest of your year goes yeah, more correctly. Artie in Brooklyn is mad at me about something. What's up, Artie? Hey, Chad. I'm not mad. I'm just saying that for you to go out and make a statement that it's the same old Jets that they lose to Seattle. I mean, it, it's yes, that's it a bad statement. How, Listen, how is it a bad in statement? 2015, when they lost to Buffalo, right? Okay. Buffalo had nothing to play for. Yep. And they were just basically playing against Rex, yep. right? That's mm-hmm. the same old Jets. Okay. Right now, Seattle... All the Jets. They're the same exact team. Oh, but so here's the thing, Artie. So it's not just that you would have lost this game. It's that you will now have five straight losses since going seven and four through your first 11 games. So, like, just collectively, it's same old Jets. Not just losing this game. And by the way, the Seahawks... The Seahawks that, that that you're outlining right now is not that same yeah. team. They've they've lost five of their last six games. Their one win was against the Rams. This is right. a bad Seahawks they, team. Also, those four losses were against teams like Kansas City and the Forty uh, ers They, they the, lost like that. Yeah, and teams also, and Jazz teams like the Panthers. Yeah, teams. Artie and teams like the Panthers and the Raiders and the Buccaneers. All those three. All, yeah. th- those three teams who aren't any good. All those teams are the Jets. All those okay. teams that you named are the Jets. There's only one team that I would say, listen, if we lose to them, I don't care if it's home, away, or whatever, and that's the Texans. Everybody else, the Jets could lose to. You know, when they won 7-4, and four, they lost their the best, arguably their best two players on the, on the offense. Yeah, Brees Hall and, and AVT, yep. Yep. And then the, the quarterback situation. Now, we got White back. If you're telling me that White's playing the whole game, then, then fine. You don't even know what the rib injury is. And I still don't even know why the Jets decide that Flacco is their best second option if, well, if uh, what's his name goes down. That's, that tells a, that's you, another ridiculous thing. So it's, who, who do you think they should, who, they should have backing up today? I don't know. Maybe they suck. They, the pick that they had in the second pick, they <laughs> won they, five games for see, them. That's, that's my point. Stop it. Won five games for them. Don't Let's not he get did. into this quarterback. Right? Stop it with the... the Foolery of quarterback record. We we've already talked know, about that. It's, it's, it's such option? a dumb metric. What what? Who's their best option, Ty? 
Out of those three quarterbacks, Zach, Flacco, and Strebler, who's their best option? They are telling you what they feel or how they feel about Zach Wilson. And the biggest game, and I appreciate the call, Artie. If you are someone who who has any faith in Zach Wilson becoming the franchise-level quarterback for this team, the Jets disagree with you. Because what they are telling you, that in the biggest game Robert Sala has coached, this team, the biggest game for the for the GM Joe Douglas, who drafted Zach Wilson, Zach is not even good enough to be the backup in this game. Where, as already pointed out, Mike White comes in with fractured ribs. Hopefully he can make it through the game. But there is a chance he gets hurt. And they're going to Joe Flacco. Zach Wilson inactive in the biggest game of the season. So if you believe in him, the Jets are telling you that they don't. 800-919-3776. Mike in Westchester, what's up? Yo, what's up, Ty? Yo. What it do? You hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm here to talk good vibes. New York Jets. We've been waiting for this game for years, seven years, since we had a big, meaningful football game towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Everybody stop all the nonsense with the same old Jets. Sorry, you clear my throat. Stop all the nonsense with the same old Jets. This is a new Jets, new regime, ground and pound. I want to see Strebler in the game, third and three, some bootlegs. I want to see Mike White lighting up the field like he did against the Bears. I don't care. Oh, it's the Bears. It's still an NFL professional football team and a professional defense that he lit up like a Christmas tree. Talk to me, baby. Yo, listen, I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate your optimism. And it's why I uh, appreciate the call, Mike. And it's why I actually... But the, before the show decided, you know what? I, I really don't want to do, you know, quarterback options going forward. Like Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. I talked about that all week on the case show when I was filling in with Dan Gross and Larry Hardesty. I feel like today is more about the game. So let's focus on the opportunity at hand because this team has earned the right and caught some breaks last week. But they earned the right to be in this spot where now you get one New England loss and you went out the rest of the season, you're in the playoffs. So we, we should focus on that. The big picture stuff will unfold naturally. Like if they lose this game, then we'll do an autopsy on the season, what it means going forward for the head coach, the general manager. But this game is so important. Like it's, it's important for the organization. And by the way, as already alluded to, the Seahawks do still have an outside shot of making the playoffs. If they win their final two games and you get Green Bay to lose one and the Commanders to lose one, the Seahawks could be in the playoffs. So both of these teams today are, are, are playing for their lives. And Mike White, like we all feel great about him. I wondered all week, is it because you love Mike White or is it that you love that he's not Zach Wilson? We've never, ever seen Mike White in a situation like this. What is essentially a playoff game. And he's got, the Jets are going to be playing must-win games the rest of the season. If they win today, then if they win next week, then you're in the playoffs. So that's obviously a do-or-die situation. I'm excited, but I'm also nervous at the same time. 800-919-3776. Back to your phone calls. When we get back, talk some Giants as well. Because winning get in situation for the New York football Giants, who seem to be 
on that upward trajectory of getting back to their winning ways. No one thought it was going to happen, but Daniel Jones now is going to take the field with a chance to get his team to the playoffs. And from where we thought he was at the end of last season to where he is now, I mean, it, it, it's a remarkable what a turnaround that's been for him and this football team. So we'll talk Giants. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Discussing the Jets' playoff chances. So I'm hoping that this this is bumping through that locker room, the visitors' locker room in Seattle. I will not lose because Jets need a win today. They need some help from the Dolphins, who... Ironically enough, they'll have to beat next week. But you win today, you win next week, you get one New England loss, you're in the playoffs for the first time since 2010. Mike White under center. Looks like he's going to be playing with, you know, that little protective, uh, you know, what's the, um, what do they actually call it? The the protective gear that they use. Yeah, the flat jacket. There we go. Uh, it looks like he's going to be playing with that today. Hopefully he can stay in the game because he gives them the best chance to win. I just don't want to see Joe Flacco out there. I'm sorry. Well, with all due respect, Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning Joe Flacco, I, I can't watch him on my TV screen tr- trying to lead the Jets to the playoffs. So you got that going in Seattle. Giants at home. Don't play with fire here. The Colts are bad. You should blow them out. You lose this game and, and the Eagles lose today. All of a sudden, Week 18 becomes that much more fascinating for both these teams. The Giants would have to be in a win-and-get-in situation uh, next week against Philly, who get Jalen Hurts back, presumably, according to reports. And if the Eagles lose today, they'll still be playing for that number one seed because Minnesota is hot and heavy right on their heels. So that could be an important game. If you're a Giants fan, you're hoping it does not come down to that. You are the better team. The Colts are just dreadful under Jeff Saturday. Uh, they, they are at the 54. What, what's been the worst moment of the season for, for Indianapolis? I guess it has to be blowing a 33 nothing halftime lead to Minnesota. But you also allowed 54 points to the Dallas Cowboys last week. You, you were scoreless in, in the second half against the Chargers and pick up a single third down in that game. I, this is a bad football team under Jeff Saturday. And. I was talking to Larry the other day on the K-Show, and he mentioned you know, the Giants play close games. So this this could be one of those games that comes down to the wire. And then I, I fired back this, this stat that I came across. Under Jeff Saturday, the Colts in fourth quarters have been outscored by 81 points. Like This is, a, this, this is one of the worst, if not the worst, teams in football. So I, I think the Giants should take care of business today. And a lot of credit is going to go to Daniel Jones, who this year... Came in with question marks. Can he stay healthy? Well, he's done just that. Can he cut down on the turnovers where he's got only eight on the season and he has done his his job? He's not Mahomes. He's not Burrow. He's not Herbert. Like, he's not one of the upper echelon quarterbacks. But what he's been asked to do in this system with Brian Dable, with the limited, you know, firepower at, at receiver, he's been able to capitalize on that. And he's done his job. Saquon has been awesome. And the Giants find themselves right on the doorstep of a playoff spot, which they should clinch at home in front of their fans today at MetLife Stadium, which should be a fun experience. 800-919-3776. Back to the phone lines we go. Let's talk to my boy, Buddha in the Bronx, who probably wants to argue with me about something. But let's start it off by saying Happy New Year to my guy, Buddha. What's up, Buddha? 
Hey, bless the money to you and your family, and Happy New Year. I'm not here to argue with you, my G. Lord Tyreek, what's going on, baby? Yeah, what's up, man? How 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 are things going with you, man? What's going on? What's the word? How, how'd you bring the New Year in, bro? Uh, I mean, listen, I keep it safe. I was just with the wifey. My daughter's home from college. Oh, I mean, nice. Johnny Walker was very prevalent, you know. We, <laughs> we soured it up. You know, we soured it up, and you know, that's it. <laughs> so you was you was getting ready for the game today. You was doing a little pregame of your own. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, and um, you're 100 percent right, bro. I'm I'm here to agree with you today. We all in agreement. This wait, nonsense so, uh, about wait before you say that. I, I guess like, New Year, New You, because you're here to agree with me. Wow, let's. Let, I, I'm ready for this. Let's hear it. You know, I've agreed with you more than I've disagreed with you. And I, and, I, and I like the fact you make a light of that. You're my young bro, and I love you. You know that. Um, <laughs> you're a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, man. This stuff about some draft pick and it's best for the Jets to not make the playoffs, that's the most asinine take in the world. I mean, draft picks could be Garrett Wilson, or draft picks could be Makai Becton and Zach Wilson. So, you know, Jets need to focus on, on, on the task at hand. Obviously, uh, even if the Jets don't make the playoffs, bro, finishing above 500, yep. well, all things considered, none of us expected them. And it, it is a disappointment if they don't make it. But none of us expected them to, to listen, they were to projected to have like five wins this year. I thought yes. they were going to have seven. Yeah. So they need to win these last, they need to win these last two games, you know, for, for more reasons than not. But like you said, let's focus on the actual football game. Forget about who the quarterback's going to be next year and all. These things will all work themselves out. You know, the Jets obviously definitely have a path to victory. You know, um, God bless Mike White, too. I hope he's all right. You know, that dude is putting it all on the line, career, everything, for this team. And, you know, you hope that it's reciprocated with a contract at the end of the year, whether he's a starter or not. You feel me? But, um, listen, you have to, you know, in order for the Jets to win, there's going to be some things that have to take place. First of all, can Michael Carter, the running back Michael Carter, could he become a member of the team again? I mean, he's had a horrible season. You know, they need more than just Zonovan Knight. The, the, the Jets offensive line, I mean, the best thing you want them to do is, is run block. Pass blocking is, is how Mike White got into the situation that he's in. But, you know, let's not fool ourselves. And maybe this is the only thing I disagree with you. The Jets have a good – you think the Jets have a great defense? I think they have a good defense. Very well, good listen, defense. Listen, I mean, Buddha. Look, they're they're the number four scoring yeah. defense in football. That sounds pretty great to me. Uh, they struggle, so they're number four in scoring defense. They're number three in total yards. Where they struggle is takeaways. They don't, they don't, t- you know, they don't take the ball away from other teams. But outside of that, that I mean, they're a top five defense by by all by every metric. I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is, for me, when I think of a great defense, I take statistics, but then I put the statistics to the side. And I say, when you need a big stop in a big moment of the game, does this team consistently – like, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe my grade and high when I say great defenses. But what they can do – listen, aside from all of the stuff with the quarterback, the offensive line, and everything that we're struggling with, you know, the Seahawks have really only two paths to victory. And both of them are born on the back of – as good as, as Brees Hall is – this guy from Michigan State, Kenneth Walker III, he's right there also. So if you let him go for like a buck 20, not only is that buck 20 going to have something to do with controlling the clock, 
shortening the game and all these other different things. But then you're going to have Geno Smith playing into his strips. He's good with the play action. And also, what negates any good defense is when you have a quarterback who can run with purpose. Not scrambling around, you know, just, just scrambling. Who can run with purpose, get you a first down here or there, or break the pocket and then get those long throws downfield. Because Geno does have a good arm. So, I mean... I think that that's what they really – well, I'll know early. For me as a fan, I'll know, and I don't like these 4 o'clock starts either. Do you do your history with the Jets. They haven't worked out well for us. But I will feel confident when I see – if I see, like, Kenneth Walker third has, in, let's say, halftime. He's got 14 carries, you know, 40 to 50 yards. I can't see him breaking off one of them 60-yarders, bro. That will be the danger zone for us. You're going to see that bird flying through the stadium and all that other nonsense. And I, listen, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Buddha, I appreciate the call. A great phone call, as always. Buddha's all on the mark. Listen, Kenneth Walker... Uh, he he is the guy that the Jets have to be zeroed in on. You've got a defensive-minded head coach who understands that, right? Uh, Kenneth Walker, remember earlier this year, he had a game against the Chargers. What did he run for, like a buck seventy? Last week he ran for over 100 yards against the Chiefs. So, yes, the, he, he is the biggest... I don't want to call him X factor because usually we, we, we put those on, on, you know, the others. But this is the most significant weapon for the Seahawks and the Jets got to find a way to not allow him to just run rough shot on that defense. Geno's got 27 touchdowns on the year. I, I just I kept having nightmares about the Geno Smith revenge game where he throws for four touchdowns, rushes for a touchdown, puts up like 500 yards of total offense, and, and it just takes it to the Jets. I, I, I cannot live in a world where that happens, especially to start the year. We can't do that. That would be, that would be cruel. That would be cruel. About Michael Carter. It, it it's so it's so it's so wild that the Jets, you know, running game ha- has has disappeared, and I guess you can attribute it to the lack of stability at quarterback. Teams are going to force them to throw, but how is it that that Brees Hall, who is tremendous, Brees Hall, great rookie season, hasn't played in two months, and yet he is still the team's leading rusher. How does that happen? He hasn't played in two months, and he's still the team's leading rusher. So the Jets today have to do some work in the ground game because Mike White compromised. We love him, but you can't ask him to go out there and put up the numbers he did against the Chicago Chicago Bears. You cannot ask him to do that. This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Giants in action. Jets in action. 800-919-3776. Back to the phone calls we go. Jose is calling us from Patterson. What's up, Jose? Ty, what's up, my brother? In the words of Billy Ray Valentine, Merry New Year, first of all. <laughs> Merry New Year. What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm excited about this game. I'm not, you know, I love your takes all the time because you're what I, what I call a realist fan. Like, you know, if they do lose, it is the same old Jets. But I really think, I, I feel it in my heart, this team is going to play up for Mike White. They know he's coming in injured. He's not 100%. He's able to play. That defense is going to step it up. That offense is going to step it up. The lack of the run game, what you spoke about before, I think that just speaks to how talented and amazing Hall is. Like, he's, yeah. he's uh, uh, you know, that's that's the point that has to be made. Like, there's a lack of a run game because he is that special. And then 
when they say we don't get enough takeaways, big part of that speaks on they're not throwing the ball by sauce, you know? So I think if they were throwing the ball that way, you'd see a couple more picks. Um, and I just think they're going to go on a historic run here, man. I feel it in my bones. I'm trying to be a believer for the new year. It's not the same old Jets. I'm believing in that. I say they go down there. It's all written out for them, Ty. When you have a Seattle team that is not the same as they were in the beginning of the year, you have a Miami team that having their issues at quarterback, it's written for them to go on a run here. They're, they're, the Mike White is back. They're the guy they believe in that they'll play up for. He's going to come in. I think he's going to get the job done. I believe they win in. And he has. A, I, I really believe he's going to have, whoever they play, he's going to have a decent game in the first round. And, you know, sky's the limit, but they have to keep this guy on the team, man. The team loves him. That says a lot in that locker room. Whether he's our starter or he's, you know, he, he's second in line, keep Mike White. And when next year when Hall comes back, great run they're going to go on, my brother. Have a good year. You too, you you too, man. I appreciate the call. Love the, the positivity. Yes, at Brees Hall, it, it was a game changer. It, that was such a devastating injury because we had just saw, like, how, how great he was. And we started having flashbacks to Curtis Martin and, and Brees Hall. It was just like every time he got the ball, there was an expectation that something magical was going to happen. Like, is this the time where he escapes for a 60-yard touchdown, which we saw earlier this season? Like, he, he was a momentum changer. And as quickly as we fell in love with him, he was taken away from us because of that, that knee injury that you hope he can come back from and, and be a semblance of the same player that he was before he got hurt. But yes, the, the Jets badly miss him and then the AVT, who was, I think, unquestionably their, their best offensive lineman. There, there, there have been some, some injuries they've had to overcome. Corey Davis being in and out of the lineup hasn't helped things because, you know, when he plays and he does so consistently, we, we see that he can, you know, he, we see that he can be a difference maker. We saw it in that game against the Browns when, when the Jets came back from 13 down with a couple minutes left in the game. He had that long touchdown pass that set up the, you know, set up the onside kick and, and then the Jets ultimately won that game on that ensuing possession. But, yeah, they desperately miss Brees Hall right now. Brent in New York. He's got a conspiracy theory out here. What's up, Brent? Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. Um, I just want to touch base on uh, Audie's point of view. Audie's kind of right with the whole Flacco situation. I believe this is a Bill Belichick scheme where Zach Wilson will get traded to New England and become the next uh, Tom Brady. So we got to have – Flacco on the bench and have Mike uh, Zach Wilson as a backup. We can't have uh, Flacco as a backup. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you something real quick. Why would the Jets trade Zach Wilson to a division rival? They don't necessarily have to trade a division rival, but he can get dealt back to New England. But do you remember they the, have the, to the trade him some, They would have to trade him. Some, they they would have to be the one to initiate the trade. So you think yeah. that they're going to trade yeah. him to a team and then that team is just going to trade him to New England and then he's going to become Tom Brady? That's that's a very complex conspiracy theory. Well, do you remember the draft? When we were drafting for uh, Zach Wilson, we didn't know even who we were going to pick up because we were trying to figure out what Belichick was doing, right? But I just don't understand how 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 is that being facilitated? Zach Wilson is the, the Jets, are not, if they trade him, they're not trading him in in this division. So you're going to say that another team is going to get him and then flip him? Like, why would that tra- that team trade for him just to flip him? That doesn't make sense. Because they want to shift players. A lot of people want defensive players. They want they want they want they want uh, 
corners. They need running backs. They're gonna flip them. Uh, they're not uh, gonna. They're not gonna sit, sit on them. Brent, uh, listen. And he's a, uh, he's not a bad quarterback. He just doesn't have his mind right. He's not a bad quarterback. Listen, Brent, all we've seen, and I appreciate the call. I, well, maybe I, I appreciate the call because it was a, a bad phone call. Brent, I hope that 2023 goes better for you than this phone call just did. But he's not a he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, he might be the worst quarterback in all of football. Might be the worst quarterback in all of football. So now the Jets are going to trade him to a team, and then that team is going to then trade him to New England, and then he's going to become Tom Brady. I'm sorry. I don't really got much time for that. Brock in New York. What's up? Hey, what's up there, man? How you doing? Happy New Year. Same to you, man. What's up? Not much. I got two things. Just one thing I want to just make a comment, and then I just want to make an analogy that I think really nails it here. So first, as a Jets fan, you know, people are looking at this at the ground level and playoffs, playoffs, and this and that. I mean, for the last few, you know, five, ten years, I mean, I'm, I turned the, turned the Jets off at like week three, week four. They've been unwatchable. So I'm happy that they're playing some games that matter. And, you know, they're, they're getting, they're moving in the right direction. But the analogy I wanted to make here was really with Mike White and Zach Wilson kind of, you know, you have your best friend or one of your boys, you know, they have that terrible girlfriend and, uh, you know, a life killer. And they get rid of that girlfriend and then there's the next girlfriend. And that one's always the best, you know, because they're not the last one. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of this Mike White love really has more to do with the disdain for Zach Wilson I because, I mean, the feeling on Mike I, White. Yeah, I started the show with that. I agree with that. Oh, do you? Man, I wasn't listening earlier, but I'm happy. You know, they say brilliant minds think alike, man. So I think we're on the same page. It's just kind of like, man, this whole Mike White thing. I love him. I hope he does well. But, I mean, I don't see him being the answer, man. If we, if, if he is, great. But, I mean, I just see it more as like, hey, Zach Wilson, anything but him. I, listen, I appreciate the call and well wishes to you and the family. I, I, that was my question at the top of the show. Is it that you love Mike White or... Is it that you love that he's not Zach Wilson, who got booed off the field at MetLife Stadium in favor of a, a practice squad, squad quarterback, which tells you all you need to know about how bad he is and how the fan base feels about him? Is it the love for Mike White, or is it that you just love that he's not Zach Wilson? This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.